Well, good to see you, fellas. Y'all ready to get started recording episode number 134? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's go. Covering Fundamentalist Podcast begins in three. These podcasts, <laughs> podcasts, that sounds like a conviction of beans or peas to me. I'm podcast. Listen, in these recovering fundamentalists, they don't know the Bible either. What are the fundamentals? Inerrancy, virgin birth of Jesus Christ, Amen. substitutionary atonement, Amen. bodily resurrection Amen. of Christ, and the authenticity of miracles. Hi, man! Two. I am not a recovering fundamentalist. They're everywhere. They're all over the internet. They want to be, uh, what do they call it? Recovering from fundamentalism. They're everywhere. And I think to myself, well, you were just stupid to begin with. And if there's such a word, you're stupider now. We ain't recovering from nothing good, neighbor. We're reviving from the Holy Ghost. Somebody say man Everybody wants to focus on recovering. Oh, you're recovering. Oh, you need yeah. help. You need therapy. You're recovering. Let's focus on fundamentalists. We're recovering fundamentalism back from people who have hijacked it. We are biblical family. We are the fundamentalists. Man. That'll make a Baptist want to speak in tongues right there, boys. One. I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, We better stay uh, in the old paths. But what are the old paths? I've, I've heard that my whole life, and nobody's ever been able to tell me what the old paths or the old time religion really is because it's whatever era you mm-hmm. overly romanticize in your mind as being when the church was it, right. Mm. Like it, lump it, pump it, chump it, take it across the street and dump it. We've raised a generation that is ashamed of our forefathers and act like they were somehow done wrong in the way they were brought up and they were damaged and they were scarred because they were raised in a home that had standards and convictions and kept them on the old time way. You got their number, boys. Y'all thought you started the podcast. You went and started a movement. Thanks for joining us for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Make sure to stay tuned at the end of the show to hear more about the RFP sponsors. Now, here's your host for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast, Nathan Cravat, J.C. Groves, and Brian Edwards. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. We are your hosts, Brian, Nathan, and I'm JC. Guys, we are getting real close to some stuff we've been talking about for quite a while now. We got the conference that we're going to be talking about here in just a minute, but Israel is coming up January 27th through February the 4th. It's really close. Brian, have you have you signed up yet? You know, I really wish you would quit asking me this <laughs> in a public forum. We have a text thread. You have my phone number. You could you could send a homing pigeon. You could even brother. You can even get up on Lookout Mountain and and learn to speak smoke signal. <laughs> you don't have to ask me this on the podcast every single time to make me look bad. But I think Brian either. wants to officially be the last one to register. I think yeah, I think I that's what he wants. That. It's either asking you on here or your dad messaging me at three a.m. Hey, how do I sign up again? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, by the way, did you hear about the man that day who was teaching 
how to speak in smoke signals. And he was teaching all these kids. And so he was waving his, his shawl over the smoke and little puffs of smoke would go up and man, everybody was amazed. And just several miles away uh, at a military site, they dropped a bomb. This massive mushroom cloud rose up into the sky. The guy shook his head and said, I wish I'd said that. <laughs> that's that's going to be me preaching at the For the Sake of the Gospel conference. After I get through preaching, I sit down and Jared yeah. Wilson starts preaching. I'm going to be like, mm -hmm. I wish I'd said that. <laughs> yep. I preached a or, little while back and I quoted somebody and the quote was amazing. And I said, after the service, it's terrible when you preach. And the best thing you said was something somebody else said. <laughs> yep. That's good. Welcome good. to preaching. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, Israel is coming up January 27th through February the 4th, 2023. This is for pastors only fun fact. I was uh, talking to Kimberly from Brooklyn Tabernacle just a little bit ago. And uh, did you know she's a big UT fan? Did I know did that? know that. Yes. Posting all kinds of Tennessee volunteer stuff, which congratulations. I love whatever. It. Hey, balls beat Bama America. It was awesome. It was great. I'm a diehard Florida State Seminoles fan, but I was rooting for Tennessee so hard. Dude. It was awesome. It was a horrible day on Saturday of sports. The Braves lost and then Florida State lost. But, hey, yeah. we kept Clemson closer than I thought we would. But Tennessee, they beat Bama. My son and his girlfriend were there. They oh, were wow. in the stadium. They charged the field. They were on the field. It was it was amazing. He was I think he did. Yeah. He was beside himself the tweet that they put out later that day. They said, Hey, uh, goalposts needed. If we want to play a football game this Saturday. <laughs> yeah. They were doing a GoFundMe raising thousands of dollars. Tennessee does not need any money. They've, they've no. got, they got so enough. much money. I saw just a little bit ago. They've raised like $13,000 in like four hours. Oh yeah. It's insane. Unreal. Well, sports are good. I don't know what's in January. What sports are in January? Baseball's over. Is football Basketball. over? Basketball. Yeah, we're getting close to the Super Bowl then. Basketball. Oh, everybody's favorite sport, hockey. <laughs> oh, yeah. and soccer somewhere. Yeah. I'm sure. All, all um, 24 fans up there in Canada. It's great. Well, anyhow, the reason I mentioned Kimberly from Brooklyn Tab, which of course she's Jim Simbola's assistant. She does. She keeps Brooklyn Tab running. Let's be honest. She does. She messages. She goes we were going to sneak in and sign up for the Israel trip and act like we were a pastor and a pastor's wife. And I was like, Oh, you, you should have <laughs> you <got a> <laughs> yeah. left, but I'm excited to go to Israel January 27th through the fourth. If you're a pastor and uh, you've been putting it off, we'd love for you to go with us. We still have a few spots left. Brian's spot still available. So you can sign up <laughs> go with us today, go to recoveringfundamentalist.org, click on the Israel tab and go to the Holy land with the RFP and a bunch of incredible pastors. We got a group me together and those guys, the wealth of knowledge just comes from that group me. I just sit back and I'm like, this is going to be the most incredible trip. I'm so excited about it. it well, is. You know, Craig Edwards needs to go more than me because people have been getting in touch with him. People who've already signed up about him baptizing them in the Jordan river. And I told, I told daddy this week, not a single soul, has contacted me about me baptizing them. As a matter of fact, if I if I were to put out a questionnaire, people might would think 
I need to be baptized in the Jordan River instead of <laughs> baptizing somebody. Hey, I want to give a shout out right here to Brett Martin. Brett took over our social media a few months ago, especially on TikTok. And it's something like 17 million hits that we've had on TikTok since he took over posting those videos and just kind of getting the content out, the word out. But he's going to Israel with us. And we were talking the other night. I was driving all night from Illinois up preaching a revival service back home to Chattanooga. And uh, so we're talking, it was about one o'clock in the morning. He said, are you going to swim in the Dead Sea? Like, no, I have no desire to get in any body of water. He's like, you're not even going to get baptized in the Jordan. I was like, for $10, you're going to get in some muddy water. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to do that. Maybe I'm going to float. I'm going to float in the Dead Sea. I'm looking forward to that. I've, I've heard it's so salty. You can float in it. Mm. So I, I want to find out. I just don't have a desire to get in any water. I don't know. I'm a germaphobe too. So maybe that's why I love yeah, it. But if we baptize you in the Jordan river, you have to be saved. Maybe my hair will grow. <laughs> hey, Phil kid, go get baptized in the Jordan. <laughs> That's his secret. Uh, if it, it makes hair grow, I'm getting baptized three times. He, there you go. Hold me under till the bubbles stop. Hey, man. <laughs> I'll be Nathan Cravat. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's coming up, and uh, I'm super excited about that. The the guys that are going on that trip, it's just going to be a great time. So if you're a pastor, you want to go with us, we'd love for you to go to Israel. And then we have the conference, For the Sake of the Gospel Conference, coming up November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It's going to be in Danville, Virginia. It's $50 a person, and uh, this is going to be three days of incredible services. And uh, it's all about the gospel which is exactly what our heartbeat is here on the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about on this episode, Living Gospel-Centered. Which is the way a believer lives. Yeah, you know, right. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, or because of that, in light of that, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. So we are owned by God because we have been purchased by Jesus Christ. We have transferred ownership. We no longer hold the deed to our life. We're bought with a price. We live to his glory because we recognize the enormous price that was paid for our redemption. So literally life becomes about the gospel of Jesus Christ and all of life becomes about the gospel of Jesus Christ Yeah, because it's only by the gospel that we can glorify God. Amen. And we never graduate from the gospel That's right. as Christians. We never mature beyond the gospel. I was I was on a flight to Missouri the other day and uh, didn't have any service. Couldn't get on the Wi-Fi on Delta. Thank you, Delta. And so, uh, yeah, I ended up going through uh, some old photos on my phone, and I found some screenshots that I'd taken from the early days on Twitter. And uh, we had posted something about the gospel being gospel centered. And I think I said something like, if, if your church isn't proclaiming the gospel this morning, uh, then you're wasting your time. Well, some uh, IFB guys got on there and started coming after me, basically saying 
well, what about all this other stuff? And they listed all these other topics that Christians talk about. And I just responded and I said, if those aren't in the category of the gospel, then you have a really bad misunderstanding. They were like coming after me because I said the gospel should should be proclaimed. And the gospel is more than uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the heart, but it's yeah. more than that. I remember when we did one of those first episodes around this topic, Tony Hudson, actually, there was a clip of him saying, the gospel is what gets us in. And then we've got yeah. all this other stuff that comes around. It's like, it's not just the starting line. It's what carries us through life. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and you the don't gospel, live away from it. You, you don't, Brian. You're right. And the gospel goes back anytime you see in the New Testament. In, in the book of Acts, there's, I think, 13 uh, plus sermons in there that are recorded from the early church or parts of sermons. And Paul usually would go all the way back to the Old Testament to tell the good news. He would start with, with creation. He would move through what mm -hmm. God did with Abraham, what he did with Israel, bringing them through the Red Sea, delivering them from, from Egypt, and the kings and all the different things and all the exiles they went into. And then he would come into telling about Christ and his life and his uh, sinless life, death, burial, resurrection, and then the Great Commission and what we're supposed to do. And he would tell people, repent. And he was sharing the gospel, and he would move on and talk about one day Jesus is coming back. That's part of the gospel. That's part of the good news. He redeemed us. He's going to redeem all of creation one day and set everything right. So we have to be focused on the gospel. And that's why this conference, every single talk is focused on the gospel and talking about different aspects of the gospel. That's what I think I'm most excited about with this conference is the fact that we're going to take six sessions and we're going to dive in on the gospel. We're going to talk eight about sessions now, eight, eight now. Yes, sir. Saturday, we got bonus now. And so we're going to start on Thursday night with two sessions. And what are those two sessions talking about with the gospel? So Thursday night is the gospel defined. And we're talking about the importance of scripture and sound doctrine. And then we're moving, Jared Wilson's going to be talking about the gospel interrupted. And this is legalism, a unique and sinister assault against the gospel. So the threats against the gospel. And that's, that's really why we started this podcast, to right. battle against legalism and discuss that. So that's Thursday night. Listen, Thursday night by itself is worth $50. <laughs> oh, yeah, at least. It'll be so theologically deep. Well, you know... Great. Nathan, in light of what you were just saying a few minutes ago, my daughters, the other day, we were having this awesome God conversation, and they asked me, so, Daddy, if you had to describe the Bible as being about one thing, what what is it about? It's about the gospel. Yeah, It's about Jesus. The Bible, both Old and New Testament, points to Jesus. You, know, yep. you think about in Genesis, after sin was committed, an animal was slain, pointing us to the gospel, God prophesying that there would be one to come who would crush Satan's head, pointing us to the gospel. Genesis um, and the flood points us to the gospel, that those who are not safe within the ark, which is a picture of Christ, pitch, which is a picture of the blood, those who are not safe in the ark are destroyed by the wrath of God. Then Exodus chapter 12, uh, the, the lamb slain 
so that the death angel would pass over. And you remember the people were instructed to place the blood on both sides of the door and above the door. Even in that, we see the shape of a cross, a lamb slain, the, the cross. Mm. And, and you just follow that through. Even those in, in the Old Testament who failed, it points us to why there had to be Jesus, why there had to be the gospel. I mean, it's everything, even in Revelation, we sing, worthy is the lamb who was slain, who has redeemed yeah. us to God yeah. by his own blood out of every tribe, nation, and tongue. It is all, the whole is a beautiful picture of the gospel. Yeah. Gospel-centered teaching and living shows Christ in all of Scripture. 100%. Wow. That's it. And the churches that we grew up in, and I think we're all on the same page with this, but you guys can tell me if this was your experience. I loved Bible stories. Mm -hmm. I used to have cassette tapes with books, and they would make, you know, that it would read pages and then make a noise, and then you turn the page, and I would listen to Bible stories. And I love these Bible stories, but to me, in my mind, they were all just kind of disjointed Bible stories, and mm -hmm. I didn't realize how they go together. But it was, I was in Bible college in seminary before I realized the Bible is, has one overarching story from beginning to end. It's, it's a narrative, a meta-narrative of God's story, the good news that he chose to reveal to us to teach us about who he is, who we are, and what separated us and how we can be reconciled. So if you understand that all the stories fit together, they all have a really important place, and it all leads up and builds up to Jesus Christ. Brian, you nailed it. Everything, everything points to Jesus. It's all about him. I'll tell you another big mistake. Uh, growing up, I heard those Old Testament characters called heroes. So for years, I referred to them as heroes. Well, if you read their whole stories, they're anything but heroes. And so I, I, I realized when I was finally studying Scripture and diving into Scripture and learning Scripture, there's only one hero in the Bible, and his name is Jesus. Right. There are no other heroes. That in all things, Colossians says, that Christ might have the preeminence and he yeah. has the preeminence in scripture. He should have the preeminence in our lives. He will eternally be preeminent because of the great work he accomplished through and by the gospel. Amen. So that's Thursday. And then we have Friday. We got four sessions on Friday. What's the first two sessions? So the first two are the gospel shared evangelism, modern methods versus the biblical model. And that's JC Groves evangelist church planner extraordinaire, J.C. Groves. And sermon number four is the gospel maintained, engaging culture with truth. And that is our buddy, Mark Milioni. And I think Brian just fell yeah. out of his seat. I know. Something <laughs> Holy Ghost just hit him. Hey, man. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> oh, it was man. powerful, fellas, I'm telling yes, you. Yes, it was. I just mentioned Mark's name, and boom, Brian was gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, well, it just hit me because of how profound of a man he is. And I just, you know, what I did, guys, was I actually went to just raise my hands in excitement and just knock my computer right off. Hey, let me <laughs> run a rabbit trail real quick on that. Yes. Just, just a thought that I had the other day that Kim and I were talking about. Anytime 
in scripture that you read where people are in the presence of God, they fall on their face, correct? Mm -hmm. Why is it that when you see these modern people on services or whatever that are in the spirit or they're being slain in the spirit or they're in the presence of God, they're always falling backwards? Hmm. You ever thought about that? That's pretty prof profound, JC. I, I like that. Yeah, I've never thought, thought about it. The other day, and I was like, in the presence of God in Scripture, they're always on their face, prostrate before God. But anytime you see it now, it's always a backwards motion. And well, I think with a blanket to cover them I, up. I think the Spirit of God is stored in in evangelists' uh, suit jackets now because hmm. they take them off and they swing them at people. The Holy Spirit comes out, and that's what makes them fall backwards. Yeah. So when the suit was invented, I, I think that's when that happened. That was just a rabbit trail that my brain <laughs> thought of when the computer screen went backwards. So it was obviously. Well, I think to give you a serious answer. Please. Worship is an act of surrendering, a deliberate act of surrendering to God. All that you are surrendering to all that God is. Mm. You do that deliberately. Right. So bowing on your face, on your knees, making yourself small before him. You do that led by the spirit and with control. Mm. So if you fall back, well, the implication of my answer tells you what I believe that is. Cool. Sorry. That's where my brain went just then. <laughs> you triggered that with hitting your computer. So <laughs> I love so it when people get a chance to see your brain. That's, I love it. It's <laughs> a scary world in there. So that's right. That's, Friday morning, and then we are wrapping up the day. What? Let's talk about the middle, like the afternoon. Middle, yeah. I the afternoon, because afternoon is going to be pretty incredible on Friday. Yes, it is. So we have three sessions, and those sessions are going to be focused on the gospel in counseling, theology, and then culture. And uh, we've got some our, our podcast hosts and the speakers RFP are going to be participating in that. RFP Network is going to be amazing. And uh, we're also going to have a roundtable, do a Q&A. So that's going to be amazing. Then we're going to have time to grab some dinner and then come back together for the evening session. And those aren't, you don't need to sign up for those breakout sessions. Those are just yeah. going to be happening during the afternoon on Friday. And it's free for wherever you want to go. Yeah. Um, you can slip into one, slip out, and go into the other one. I think there's two that are going at the same time. Is that right? All three will be going at the same okay. time so that it doesn't take all afternoon because we wouldn't right. have had time for everybody to go get something to eat and get back. So they'll all you have to pick one, but uh, I, th I think in the future, at some point, you may be able to hear the other ones. Yeah, they're going to be really good. I'm excited about that. So we'll break for dinner and then come back that evening. We got the JJ Weeks Band. Of course, Hope Music is leading us in worship throughout the whole weekend but that night jj weeks will be in concert and then we've got the edwards brothers and what are y'all going to be preaching on <laughs> so friday evening brian is going to be preaching the gospel proclaim the power of the cross i i cannot wait for that that's going to be amazing and after that his dad is going to get up and preach on the gospel experienced the message of justification mm. brian wow. edwards craig edwards Talk about a lineup. <laughs> well, Brian Edwards will just exit stage right as soon as possible. <laughs> so Craig Edwards can come up and preach because, uh, you know, you know, my dad, he's, he's my best friend. He's my hero. He's so many things. 
but he just knows so much about God's word that, you know, appetizers are great, but they're not meant to be the end. <laughs> You're supposed to spend more time on the main course than you spend on the appetizer. And I promise I don't mind being the appetizer and my dad being the main course. Um, I've been sitting under his preaching for years and, um, wow, he's, it's going to be incredible. He was talking to me a little bit the other night, Nathan, about justification and the stuff he was sharing. Look, I went, JC, I went and grabbed my Bible. When we got finished, I grabbed each leather cover, held it so that the pages were pointing toward the floor and shook it as hard as I could just to see if that kind of stuff would fall out of my Bible <laughs> because <laughs> what was in his is not in mine. <laughs> that so, so you're talking about the appetizers. I think that's what all of us are doing. I have to preach yeah. before Jared Wilson. And if I can wet <laughs> some appetites to hear a real sermon, that'd be good. Then JC has to speak before Mark Milioni. <laughs> and then, then you get to speak before your dad. So man, we, uh, yeah. We might yeah. have outpunted our coverage here. And next time we don't need to preach. We just need to let yeah. this have the entire time. <laughs> yeah. We we uh I'm I'm telling you, man, we just have to come up with a really good story, a really mm -hmm. good poem, and then three alliterated points. And uh the, the whole kiss model, keep it short, stupid. That that needs to be yep. the the first yeah. session for every every well, every night and morning. There's one good thing about it. If we go into this conference needing any humility, we're not going to come out with that same need. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And then we've added on Saturday morning, which might be better than the first two days. Everything, dude. Explore Christianity. It's going to be all apologetics. Tell us about Saturday morning. Man, I'm excited about John Beasley and Dr. Stephen Boyce coming and being a part of this. And uh, hopefully a lot of their uh, crowd is going to be coming as well. We're inviting all of them. We also are inviting the men of valor to come in. Uh, so sermon number seven, Saturday morning, uh, the gospel defended apologetics in real life, Jonathan Beasley, man, that's, or John Beasley. Um, and he, I'm, I've heard him speak before um, and had some conversations, got to meet him in Anderson, South Carolina at a coffee shop. And we had some incredible conversation that day. And then, uh, the last sermon of the conference, finishing us out, the gospel preserved the authenticity of scripture by Dr. Stephen Boyce. And man, the dude is on another level. Um, and he is a textual critic, which doesn't mean he criticizes the text. It means <laughs> he studies the text and the manuscripts and uh, just amazing work. I, I sat and had a conversation with him uh, before I did the debate and basically just asked him, Stephen, would you help me understand what textual criticism is? Because, you know, growing up, you, you just heard it was criticizing the text, criticizing the King James. And uh, I said, just explain it to me like I'm five years old. And he just shared with me what what he does and showed me there's an app on his computer and and he showed me all the different manuscripts and he could click on these little icons and they would pop up and he would walk through the greek and man it was just amazing and it, it helped my faith grow i also had a chance to go sit on sit in on a training that he did this summer 
um, one, it was a three week training. I only got to be there for the first week on the authenticity of the gospel of Mark and Luke and bro, it was, it was awesome. I walked out of that place with my faith, uh, more, more certain than I've ever been, especially about the text of scripture. Hey, by the way, you just mentioned and explain what textual criticism is. I actually heard a guy say they're going to seminaries now and they're taking apologetics but I want you to know I'll never apologize for the word of God. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yep. Bless his heart. That's all we can say there. I know with uh, the episode that Dr. Stephen Boyce and Dr. White was on. Yeah. I, we got finished and I just sat there kind of just silenced listening to some of the words and the things that they said i have a feeling that's what i'm going to be like at the end of this week is just kind of in awe of everything that we're going to learn and so i want to encourage you bring your pen your paper your computer your recorder whatever you need to do it's going to be an absolute incredible week where you're going to grow in your faith and we hope yeah. that you walk away more in love with jesus that the gospel becomes so much more real in your life as a result of being with the community, the family that is the RFP fam. And as we grow in wisdom and knowledge of what living a gospel centered life looks like. Yeah. And the reason we went through all the titles again, we did that the last episode, but the reason we walked through all the titles again is because being gospel centered is more than putting on your website. We're gospel centered That's right. or putting it on your sign gospel-centered church, or even using the terminology, every aspect of the gospel that we're going to be talking about, understanding the importance of what the gospel is in scripture and sound doctrine, understanding the threats against the gospel, that's an aspect of being gospel-centered, uh, understanding how to truly share the gospel. JC, I'm I'm as ex more excited about your session and your topic than just about any of them, because we've seen the gospel presented in so many wrong ways. Yeah. Now, I mean, anytime someone tries to share the gospel, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful it goes out there, but there are bad ways to try to share the gospel sure. or sharing the gospel in a way that doesn't represent the true gospel. So there's all sorts of modern methods and then there's the biblical model. So that's an aspect of being gospel centered is you have to understand how to share the gospel, uh, fighting for the gospel, maintaining the gospel, engaging culture, with the truth rather than being a separatist and running from the culture, proclaiming the gospel, how to truly preach the cross. Paul said that he, he didn't want to know anything but the cross of Christ, Christ crucified. And then understanding the message of justification, that's an aspect of being gospel-centered. That's the heart of the gospel, justification Amen. by faith alone. That is the heart of the gospel. You don't understand that. You don't know how to present that. Then you can't say that you're gospel-centered. And then defending the gospel and understanding the authenticity of Scripture and, and having your confidence rooted in Scripture, that's what it means to be gospel-centered. Every aspect of your life revolves around the gospel, and I honestly am looking forward to being at this conference, not just speaking at this conference, but being there to learn and to grow, and we really want to invite uh, some people that may be listening right now that think, you know, I, I really don't have the time. I can't make it work. I think you can. I, I think you need to be there. I, I think someone's going to listen to this this week and maybe God will move your heart, stir your heart to say, 
this is something I can do. It may take a sacrifice, but I know it will be worth it. I know the heart of the men that are speaking there. And I know there's some that are listening that just think it's going to be too difficult because we have kids and, you know, we just can't make this work. Listen, I'm a dad of six. I, I have, you know, kids 12 years old and under and I'm at home now and we threaten them if they say a word while we're recording in here, um, you know, they're going to have to go to bed. Um, but I think it's important to understand that you can bring your family. It's okay. They're more than welcome to come. Uh, you're not going to be a hindrance. It's not going to be one of those things where uh, we're going to tell them, you know, go sit in a padded room and be very quiet. Like we understand that. We know that our listeners have a lot of kids, bring them. They're more than welcome to come. Don't let that stop you from being part of this conference. Yeah. And we have had many people ask us that question and we're going to do everything we can to accommodate and, and help out with that. So, yeah, but we do need you to register and we do need you to contact us and let us know. We, we have an awesome, awesome uh, person that is helping us. Shanna is helping us get all the details organized and she's emailing everybody that registers and asking about kids and things like that. So we're doing everything we can to serve you guys, to serve families and to make this a really good experience where there are less distractions. So you can truly learn more about the gospel. And so just to make sure that you're clear on what we just said, we have things for your kids. It's not just going to be them sitting on a pew, listening to a bunch of old people talk. There's going to be things age appropriate for them to fill out, to listen, to learn, and hopefully they can leave knowing more about Jesus and their faith. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the goal of this is helping people realize that according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, Jesus came to earth to fulfill the gospel and to help them realize that the church exists to spread the gospel. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 16 through 23 and even we can include Romans 1.16. So Jesus came to fulfill the gospel. We live to spread the gospel. Hopefully we will come away from this conference, guys, more aware of that and more excited about that than we've ever been before. You know, advancing the gospel is not a chore. It's never a chore to tell good news. And so this is not a burden, you know, that we're going to browbeat people You've got to go share the gospel. If you don't talk to this many people a day and you don't pass out this many tracks, no, the message is the most marvelous thing to ever occur on the face of this planet is that Jesus lived, yeah. he died, and he rose again. Amen. You and I have been changed. Second Corinthians 5, 17, made new creations because of that. And now it's not that we have this chore and this burden weighing down on us. No. We get to advance the good news of what Jesus has done in us, assuring people that if he did that for us, then he can do the same for them. That's a privilege. I want to leave this conference fired up about that. Yeah. Amen. For the sake of the gospel conference, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Danville, Virginia, only $50 a person go get registered today. Uh, There are hotels that you can get uh, really close to the church there. And uh, there's a lot of food options. This is going to be a great conference. We would love to have you come and be part of the very first RFP conference in Danville, Virginia. Go to recoveringfundamentalist.org and click on the For the Sake of the Gospel tab and get registered today.
And I think before we sign off, guys, we we need to address an elephant in the room. Uh-oh. So uh, this is episode 134. Is that right? Um, mm-hmm. So it's been two weeks since we've recorded. Yeah, <laughs> about that. <laughs> so I got a text from my good, but I got a text from my good buddy, Blake. And I love him. He's such a smart aleck. I love him. He sent me a picture of the Apple podcast app opened to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. It's got our logo at the top and the episode he's listening to. And then the last episode and in red marker, he circles. It says updated weekly. (laughs) (laughs) And he is like, question mark, question mark, like. Three question marks. What's oh, up, bro? Goodness. And hey, I was like, man, thank you so much for caring. Yeah. Brian By the way, he good. didn't realize that was a that was a misspelled word. It's updated W E A K weekly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I explained to him. I had my excuse ready. I was like, yeah, man. Here, here it is. As as good as I could do. J C was in Illinois, Trilla, Illinois. I was in Missouri. Springfield, Missouri. Missouri. I'm telling you where. <laughs> and and Brian Edwards was in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. We were all over the place. And I think three or four nights that week, we sent messages and said, Are we recording tonight? We just could not make it happen. We absolutely could not make it happen. Yeah. And it was just one of those weeks. And, you know, we could have played a sermon. I could have thrown something up there and I was just like, I didn't even have time to do that. So thank you for yeah. those who contacted us, even the smart Alex out there. We love you. And thanks for noticing that, that I, we weren't there. I knew when we didn't record, like you remember right when we first started, do y'all remember the fighting fundamentalist forum? Did y'all oh, ever yeah. go on that? So yeah. I remember when I was at Tennessee temple, the fighting fundamentalist forum. Well, I, I happened to find that when we first started and there's somebody on there who knows who it is, but they said, I give these boys seven episodes. They won't make it to <laughs> 17 episodes. And then I happened to see somebody the other day on a, on a group said, uh, they're running out. They ran out of content 18 episodes in and it's, you know, and so we, I knew that they were all just sitting there just like, I told you so I told you they're running out of content, but <laughs> you were actually just doing ministry. Well, we first that this, you know, our pastoral ministry comes first. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody's (laughs) got to remember we serve churches. We have families and we're pastors, not podcasters. And and then the last thing I'm going to say, guys, we do this for free. If we were Joe Rogan, (laughs) if we were Joe Rogan, we would be focusing on a podcast, but fellas, we we are soap anymore. No, we're free. We're free of charge. So, Do you realize this is the first fall in four years that we haven't talked about pumpkin spice soap? I'm so glad we haven't talked about that. Let's let's continue the tradition and not hey, talk about well, it. Well, listen, I was in. Uh, I, I gotta confess, I was in Mattoon, Illinois, and I'm on the phone with Brian, and I said, "Hey, hang on, I gotta make my order," and I thought I muted my phone. And I didn't, and I ordered a pumpkin spice latte with extra foam and sweet cream. goes, yeah, you just lost your man card, bro. I was like, hey, I thought I was muted. I, I told him, here's the bad thing about it. Nathan, he orders it in detail. He even stopped to tell the girl that he wanted froth on the top of it. I'm being serious about this. And then he said, and I, I need cream in that. 
And then he paused and he said, no, wait a minute, not cream. I need sweet cream. It I'm listening to this from thinking. Starbucks that I drink. I'm listening to this thinking, is this the mountain of a man? <laughs> they see groves. Like what in the world is going? Oh, and here's my favorite. Nathan, it, look, it made such an impression on me that I'll never forget it. <laughs> he said, um, also, <laughs> night. Hold it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> he said, also make that light ice, please. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, like you could not, yeah, at a birthday cake pop, you uh, could not be more of a diva. Listen, it I took him 24 minutes on. to order it. <laughs> oh man. That's amazing. You know, that knows me though. My go-to coffee is a coconut latte. Six pumps of coconut on a That's hot. That's not a coffee. Wow. It's a That's... great coffee. It smells Don't like look, stop, pill. stop, <laughs> stop defaming the word coffee. It's a dessert drink, JC. You drink dessert drinks. Hey, you know what? I learned to live from freedom, not for it. <laughs> and I don't need your acceptance. Nathan had something to add to this. Hey, ahead, I, I was just going to say, uh, I've got to brag on Asheville. I went tonight. I had a meeting before we started recording uh, with a local businessman and thankful that God's opening all kinds of doors here, excited about what's happening. But I went to the French broad coffee lounge mm. or French broad chocolate lounge slash coffee shop tonight right downtown the main square this place was amazing and i i tried to order my normal hot hazelnut latte that's that's my favorite drink is my go-to right now and she was like yeah we don't have i was like you don't we don't have hazelnut so i was like well what do you God have what's you. really good and she said we have a cubano coffee and i was like tell me about it she started describing it i was like i'll take that it sounded amazing and it tasted even better. So Brian, I need to take you there. JC tried to get you to come up last night and, and hang uh, out with Jason Riddle. And I, I so show up Sunday for church, who knows? You, you need to show well, up. Yeah. Next time we're in Nashville or y'all are down here. Have you ever been to the frothy monkey and had the banana coffee? Not yet, but I would it love to. Cause I love banana. Phenomenal. It is really good. You yeah. I'm not big on pumpkin spice, but I love just about anything banana flavor. It's amazing. Hey, JC, if you come next week to church, we'll have like, record attendance so uh <laughs> please schedule that with me oh, and man. let me know <laughs> that's it hey boys hope church chattanooga is getting off the ground here. listen that is I, got exciting. My hat now. I finally got a hope church hat and uh, i'm super excited boys it is uh we're having our first meeting on the 30th of this month and uh i've got some folks that are just crazy enough to jump in and start this thing with us and so just be praying. If you want to pray, we need a building. I've got a lot of people and nowhere to meet. So uh, we're going to meet in a barnyard at a rodeo arena. Some incredible people that Nathan and I know. And uh, I, I have used this building out here a bunch of times. And we're about to throw a bunch of folks back there and just go to church and just it's pray amazing. And dream. And uh, this hey, is those will exciting. Be, those will be great times, man. Oh, there's, so there's moments during that season that you can't get. Yeah. In any other season. And by the way, did you guys notice that all three of us being a Hope Church family now led to somebody um somebody incorrectly using our logo to mock Ooh. us? 
Oh, yeah. And, uh, man, I found that highly offensive uh, because of three podcast hosts. See, it's getting me so upset I can't even talk. Three podcast hosts. You're you're gonna go for that, so I'm not yeah. even gonna call the name, but no, we're not hopeless though. You got a lot of hope. <laughs> Amen. Hopeless church. Hopeless church. Well, I just, I laughed. I I, I laughed. It took ridiculous. so much effort. They pitiful money on that stuff. So pitiful. Oh well, we live rent free. I love it, guys. I'm glad we finally got this episode recorded, and uh, it's 11 o'clock. Let's get it uploaded, and uh, it's gonna be fun. What is today? This is Monday, isn't it? Yep, it is. And well, for one more hour, JC, one more hour. You're right in Eastern time zone. Hey boys, I love y'all. Can't wait to see you. Couple days, we'll be in Danville, Virginia. It's gonna be fun. Yep, Absolutely. go buy those tickets. Get ready, come meet us. Hope to see you there. Can't wait. Y'all have a good week. Be sweet. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Be sure to stop by our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a follow. Also, go to our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. That's recoveringfundamentalist.org. There you can find Recovering Fundamentalist swag. You can get your t-shirts and hats. You can join our ex-fundy community. See where we're going to be having some meetups. It's the recoveringfundamentalist.org. Be sure to join us next time for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast.